Welcome to the Popish Plotcast. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. We are three lay Catholics who are attempting to share our love of the Catholic Church with others in the hopes that they might be able to develop their own love for being a member of the Catholic Church. We're just trying to live out our charism of friendship and fun and hope that you find this an encouragement in your walk with Jesus Christ in his holy church. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Popish Plot. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. This is February. We're into February now. Yes. And as February is uh, Black History Black Month, History Month uh, here in America, we thought that we, as the Popish Plot, would do our part to uh, reference the, the to reverence the diverse history that the Catholic Church has had by paying attention to some of those uh, saints of color that have gone before us to show us uh, the holy way of living. Amen. So we're going to start off with a, a saint. Who has many, many names. He's known by lots of different titles. Sometimes he's known as St. Moses the Black. Or St. Moses the Ethiopian. Or St. Moses the Strong. Or my favorite, St. Moses the Robber. Or you could say Abba Moses and then any of his other titles because he was also one of the Desert Fathers. I feel like this episode, based on what I've learned of St. Moses the Black... I really feel that this uh, episode requires, like, the Shaft theme music. I I assume that when we post this on the internet, not us putting anything on, it'll just start playing. As the internet has decided that the theme song from Shaft is the theme song for St. Moses. Because he is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about Moses. Uh We can dig it. Yes. And... We also... It's been a while since we had a new saint, so I thought I would try some new skills and do some actual modeling and stuff so I don't just take a pre-made figure. This is super impressive, guys. Jess has outdone herself. So, we have a St. Moses action figure. Eventually, I'll make him a staff. Yeah. (laughs) Because, again, Abba. And as St. Moses was an Ethiopian, and most of the other characters in our our tiny saints were uh, uh, Middle Eastern men, uh, it is to scale. Well, he was known <laughs> he was for a being giant. a giant among men. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just but saying. It, it is more just the fact that I, I can't work on that small of a scale for for the details I needed to add in. I was simply <laughs> suggesting that a that a that a first century a Jewish guy and and, and a and a uh, medieval Spaniard, fourth to fifth century uh, Ethiopian man might actually have. Almost that much difference in height. It, he's, it, he's twice as tall as him. It, it, it is a, a bit much, but when I then have to make new saints, and they are also at that scale, we're not going to have that storyline. Anyway, we should learn something so about Saint learn. Moses besides that he had many names and he was tall. <laughs> so, tell us about him, Jess. All right. Well, he was born in around 330 in likely Ethiopia. And died in around 405 in Egypt. It was in a long life. Early years, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he had a good number of years there. I mean, mm-hmm. 75. That's that's pretty decent for for pri- for being prior to uh, sanitation, modern medicine. And... Yeah, but he lived out in the desert. You know, they had good, clean living. Uh, yeah, that's uh, fair. Well, although he was a monk and a priest, and as we said, a desert father, mm-hmm. he did not start out that way. That's true. Uh, he actually started out being a slave to a uh, Egyptian government official dun, dun, dun. who dismissed him for theft and possibly being a murderer. Ooh! Well, I don't. Well, I, I well I don't commend those actions. The fact that he only got dismissed for his job. <gasps> good on you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, it was a time where it was a time when the, committing those kind of things could uh 
could get you a a, a different sort of uh, you know so, dismissal. So having been dismissed from service, this is when he turned to God. No, that is when he decided that he was going to join a group of bandits and he became their leader because he was the scariest guy around. Um, they were famous it's, for... It's a, it's a sure path to sainthood. He yes. became a street hoodlum. Yes, they were famous for robbing... He became the street hoodlum, all right? For murdering. Uh, there, there's lots of other very wrong and sinful things he is thought to have done. Um, he's a robber. He's a marauder. Yeah, uh... According to, you know, early sources, just saying his name brought fear among the people of sure, the area. <laughs> sure. He was a bad mother. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, I'm not even going to tell you to shut your mouth because, I mean, that's, it's just true. <laughs> yes. But one day, he ended up having to be on the run from the law because, well, sure. again. <laughs> that kind of a life. <laughs> as a murderer and thief tends to be. That kind of life tends to only have a couple of outcomes. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of the stories suggest that, you know, he was going to rob someone and his dog barked, so he decided he was going to, like, murder them all, but then he got, you know, stopped again, so he just killed some of their sheep and ran away. <laughs> totally reasonable. Yes. Yeah. That's, wow. I, I can't say I'd be in those situations, but I, I could see how one might come to that conclusion. We're all sinners here. Exactly. <laughs> so, so he ended up hiding with a, a group of monks in the desert. And, um, and of course, being good Christian men, they took him in, even though he was at that point a moral monster. Yes. It was in an area that's near Alexandria. Um, you want to uh, say? It looks like Sketi or Sketis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's now called the Wadi El Natrum. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the big three Christian monastery areas of the Northwest Nile Delta at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the only one that apparently currently there are still monasteries in the area that are active. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. For almost 2,000 years. Yes. So anyway, being around the, the monks, he, he decided that he was going to become Christian and wanted to join them. Well, you know, I've been on the run all the time. Maybe the way I'm living my life isn't really working for me. Perhaps just going from place to place, killing people and stuff, isn't a good idea. Oh, I should kill everyone in the house. Silly me. Mm-hmm. So he's so impressed by their way of life that he decides to join them. Yes. And he I, does He does I, get baptized. He joins the community. And I'm sure it was a completely seamless and easy transition. He, he had a lot of problems. Um, it was largely, from what I can tell of the resources we have, more of an interior fight. It wasn't sure. like he was getting into ballroom, you know, fights with the, the monks at chapel time or anything. Mm-hmm. But he, he had his anger he, issues. He did have some anger issues and violent tendencies that, and, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're if you stressed, they may tend to, you know, want to bubble up. And... Yeah. So, again, that's, that's the hardest battle we all fight. Not to not do these terrible things, but, you know, not to have the terrible thoughts, not to... You just have the interior impulse to do wrong. Yes. And Especially he, if you're a desert monk, you're searching for perfection. Yes. And um, one of the um, leaders of the group at that time went and kind of took him under his wing uh-huh. and explained him things. Like one of the famous stories is he got him up before sunrise to look out on the horizon and, you know, notice how the sun rays slowly advance. That's how you grow in holiness. It's not ah. going to happen overnight. <laughs> ah, nice. And he, he, even, Just saying this lesson doesn't work at on the equator. We're doing as much more... Whoop, Maybe there were some hills in the background. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was a touching story that many sources agree wasn't anything. It's a good one because we get frustrated with ourselves, right? I should be holier than this. You've got to grow in holiness little by little. Yes, and he he, he tried. Uh, one time he was attacked by robbers in his monk cell. And 
He fought them and possibly went and tied them up, and then he dragged them to the chapel so he could ask all the other monks what he should do with them, because what he would normally do in his old life seemed like an unchristianly thing to do. <laughs> I'm a huge guy, and I'm a skilled fighter. I totally took these guys out. It strikes me that I probably... Normally, <laughs> normally, I would go and... <laughs> Snap all their necks. But I've got an intuition that that would be wrong. But I have what, a feeling. What I, ought I do? I have a feeling you guys are going to tell me that that's not what I should do. So um, Moses, uh, you did the right thing, bringing them to us. So uh, the the monks, of course, said to let them go, and they then decided, much like him, to join the monastery as well. Because they were shown mercy. And it's quite possible that they were people who worked under him while he was mm-hmm. the head of the bandits. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. seeing his life. Eventually, after slowly through years, learning to become more and more, you know, Christianly and, and less angry and violent, he ended up becoming the spiritual leader for the hermits and hey. then was ordained a priest. Good on ya. Yes. And as we are in Black History Month, there are a number of stories. They were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. We all think of Egypt as that's Africa. It is, but it's not sub-Saharan Africa. No, yeah. it was North Africa. So even there in Egypt. He they, stood out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there was a, a number of things, you know, where he learned to be humble when people essentially made fun of the fact that he was black. They didn't, and they somehow were brave by the fact that he was, you know, enormous and a murderer. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. okay. He, he, he's a Christian now. He probably won't snap me in two. There's more of us than him. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, if, if, he, if he comes at us, you, uh, you get his ankle. <laughs> I, I will. I, I'll go for his knees. I'll be right behind you, boss. <laughs> it, it, it was largely, you know, visiting ones mm-hmm. who were mm-hmm. like, "What's this Ethiopian here with you?" Well, because it's it's something it's something that we've always had to struggle with. You know, people. You know, racism is a sad fact that has marked all of human history. People have in groups and out groups, and even people who are supposedly believers still subscribe to. Well, you're you're not like us. What are you doing here? And yes. th- and that's one of those that is one of those unfortunately uh, common traits that we run into in a fallen nature. We all have those things that uh, see those things that are not like us as being somehow less or, or or at least not as good. And and that's not the right way of looking at it. It's certainly not the way God looks at it. But you know, like like you've probably heard so many times, the church is not a uh, museum for for the saints; it is a hospital for the sinners. Although, Amen. ironically, we do have side chapels that are literally museums of saints. saints yeah, <laughs> but the church is more than just the church. <laughs> yes, but anyway, um, as he had the problems of you know being much you know violent and angry, you know mm-hmm. he he took this as a way to grow and being humble. And eventually, whenever you know people acted that way, they saw that you know he was in all likelihood more holy than them. Like he was known as being a great holy person during his lifetime. So. And hopefully, they were cut to the heart and repent and change their ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because again, he was a big guy who could kick your you know butt, as seen by the most famous belief for how he died. Because again. It's in the 400s. There, even though he was actually written about about 70 years after his death, it was mm-hmm. still that's generations after his death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the story goes about at age 75, he heard that a group of Berbers were planning to attack the monastery. Okay. At this time, he was essentially the head of the group. Yeah. So he told all the monks to escape out to the countryside, hide because they're going to attack. Um, he got a few monks refused to. There was 
according to legend, seven that stayed with him, one which kind of wussed out and did like Shakespeare and hid and therefore was the only person to explain how everyone else died. Sure, sure. But The, um, the, the one surviving witness. Yes. But he, he said, basically, clearly it's been my life's thing that I need to stay here and defend this monastery mm-hmm. because he used the example of Matthew 26, 52, which is those who live by the sword die by the sword. I who have lived a violent life will die a violent end. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And so um, he stayed. Uh, There's varying degrees on how much he, you know, whether he just, you know, tried doing the, the Pope with the vandals of, you know, please don't take out and destroy this. Or if he did some level of actual mm-hmm. fighting back. Right. <laughs> Let's see how many of you I can take. I'm 75. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so most people tend to side on the, the, the more prayerful, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. one. But in any case, he was, you know, killed by them on July 1st. A martyr. Although his feast day is August 28th in the Roman Rite. I don't don't know. Would he, strictly speaking, be a martyr? I mean... They did come to a monastery to kill monks, so it's kind of one of those gray areas where I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was a martyr. That works. (laughs) Martyr. And uh, according to one legend that, you know, it's just one of those perfect, you know, numbers, because Bible people like numbers. We do. His... Group of bandits was 70 people, mm-hmm. and at the time that the monastery was attacked, he was in charge of 70 monks. Mm, it's, a, it's a perfect number. Mm-hmm. In more ways than one. Very nice. So, so, the great story of Moses the Black. Who is a patron of Africa in nonviolence. An example to all of us that no matter how scarlet your sins, they can still be washed white by the blood of the Lamb. Yep. And no matter how much the song from Shaft is now playing in your head about all the type of things the Shaft did, that he did... Much worse, because Shaft at least had everyone willing to do stuff with him. Oh, you, 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 He still became a saint. Shaft is not Dolomite. <laughs> Shaft was a P.I. <laughs> yeah, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, good times. Thank you for listening to the Popish Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us, as that will help more people to find the podcast, and to join in on the fun. You can contact us at thepopishplot at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitters at thepopishplot. Or you can search for Popish Plot on Facebook. Please rate, review, and we really do enjoy hearing from you. So get in touch. And until next time, as always, remember to live your faith. Love your faith. And share share that love. love.